Beautiful people, this is Princess, and you are listening to my favorite show, Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. Thank you, and please leave a five star review. See you on the next one. Welcome back to the show. I'm happy that you're here with me again. This is a micro episode. We have Gary Wayne here for edification purposes. I believe Christ defeated so much more than we give him credit for. Who are the principalities, the powers, the rulers, dominions? This is all stuff I want you guys to think about. He willingly gave himself over, and by doing so, he crushed them all. This is the good news. I ask you guys, share this show with a friend, a family member, a co-worker, share it with your pastor. We have big things on the horizon. Please keep me in prayer and consider donating. I am ready for this episode. Are you guys ready? Let's go! This is our micro-series episode. We're going to do a little bit of edification with me for this series. Gary Wayne. And how are you doing, Gary? I am uh, doing just fine and so happy to be back on your show and very much looking forward to our conversation today. Yeah, this is your third appearance here, so. <laughs> <laughs> Almost a regular. <laughs> Almost, yeah. There's so much going on in the world today. There's not a lot of healthy information for just the average Joe, the layman next door who listens to podcasts and um, has a lot of questions. And I, I really wanted to spend this like 10 minute window here talking about the power of the resurrection. Sure. How do you view the victory of the cross? Um, just give us some background on this. Yeah, I would say it declared victory at that time of the resurrection. It was something that the fallen angels, even though they are intimate with God and have an extraordinary amount of informa- or information and knowledge, they did not anticipate the resurrection, which mm-hmm. is probably one of the most important things that we need to understand is as this war is waged between the the visible ones and the invisible ones and so in the book of corinthians chapter 2 verse 8 uh the angels did not know about the resurrection otherwise they would not have had jesus crucified and we know rulers are angels because when you take that back to the greek word you get into the different kinds of orders of the of, of the angels so Number one, that's very, very important. Then the second thing at the time of the resurrection is that, again, a verse that churches don't tend to like to reference or reference in a way that is in context with the narrative that it's in in First Peter 3 is, is that when Jesus was still in the grave, he went and talked to those spirits in prison, in the abyss prison, in the pit prison. And I think he was there to tell them that when he resurrects on the Sunday, which they had not anticipated and they just learned about, I think, when he went to tell them that your rebellion is over and that the Adamites, as God had created them, as he knew all along, he would have to as the Alpha Omega is the resolution to the angelic rebellion. And so just as Matthew 25 talks about 
the lake of fire being reserved for the devil and his angels, they knew at that point on they were not going to escape the consequences and that humans would be raised up to be like angels in the resurrection process, even though we have human fathers and adopted as joint heirs with Jesus to uh, go into eternity as a brother of Jesus uh, and to ultimately we'll, we will have the opportunity to judge those angels for the crimes against humanity and the crimes against creation. And that I think the whole process of Jesus coming about is not really, I think, talked about in the supernatural sort of sense in terms of why it's important he did it the way he did it and came to atone and overcame because he was subject to all of the corruption of the world, just as the angels are. The angels we know can take a physical form uh, simply because we have them in several different forms throughout the Bible, and particularly like humans in the Sodom and Gomorrah narrative. And just before that, where, you know, the word, I think, actually manifests as an angel of the Lord-like being and uh, with two other angels that will ultimately go on to Sodom and they can both drink and interact and touch and do everything we can. And, and, and we're thought to be humans when they first were seen. That's how... Mm they can manufacture themselves and that Jesus aside, I mean, the word aside, the Holy Spirit aside, God aside, all other beings in the angelic realm, when they are going to come into the physical world and they want to interact, they're going to need to be in that body form. So they need a soul body uh, as a oiketarian, which is, means a dwelling place for the spirit. And that comes from Jude 1.6 with the habitation that the angels uh, at the time of Noah again left. They left their dwelling place, their oiketarian uh, in heaven, and it's also reiterated in Second Corinthians 5, 2, as the house in heaven, as that dwelling place, and that they need also a dwelling place, which is the word oiketarian for house in heaven in Second Corinthians as well, the only two times that it's used, and it means a dwelling place for the spirit. So they need a soul and a body, which is of the earth, where the spirit is going to meld with that body and soul so that they can interact. And that also gives them the ability to pass on their DNA because you're going to have DNA that, that comes with that, which is sort of goes to the heart of how giants were created in, in, in Genesis 6. So what's important to understand about that is, is that the demon spirits that Jesus is encountering, they're looking for a place to rest. And they're like in the wilderness thirsting for a place to rest because to have a place of rest and to interact in the world, they have to possess humans or animals as we find out with Legion they have the capability of doing uh, to interact in, in the world. So that's the dwelling place. But they, it's, it's, it's a, a, a takeover of the dwelling place. So you've got not a symbiotic relationship there. You've got this war going on between the host and the, uh, the de demonic spirit. So Jesus can come as the angel of the Lord, but that's not going to, to fully qualify for what he needs to do so what he's going to have done with him and obviously is committed right from the beginning to do this as part of the alpha omega plan is that he will have he will god will send the holy spirit first that is going to make the oiketarian within mary first the soul and the body and then jesus will 
enter into that body to become fully half human and fully heavenly spirit so that he can be the correct, appropriate sacrifice and the atonement for all the sins except for the sins against the Holy Spirit. And also uh, so that he's not created in a way that's like the rebellious angels were doing with with uh, human females to create the giants. And so this is sort of perfection in what he does. And that it, it makes you wonder that, you know, just like in sort of like the Matrix series, if you die in the Matrix, you die, period. You almost have that sort of concept as to why the fallen angels didn't anticipate the resurrection. So when they actually crucified Jesus, they thought maybe he would end in the physical world. What they don't know is, is he is greater than the yeah. physical world because he's the one who created it through God's command, and which is why he needed to come in the way that he did and why we're given the details of that in terms of how the word became flesh. It's, it's oh, wow. perfection. And very well said. I wish we heard that kind of approach at the pulpit. You know, I wish that the churches would just be diversified, less denominational preferences and more of what people are hungry for. And that's the Bible, the word. I think neglecting the supernatural to me, um, and then to say you're a Christian is pretty foolish because if you strip the supernatural stuff out of the Bible, you literally have a genealogy and, you know, a bunch of stories about people fighting and bickering over, you know, land. And <laughs> When one takes the supernatural, the preternatural nature, I mean, it's the most supernatural book ever written. But when you take that out, you take everything that is relevant and provides context for what happened in prehistory. And why that context is so important to understand for when we go into the end time and throughout prophecy, as it's provided through the Bible, because nothing is new under the sun. If we don't understand that concept, then we're ready and being served up to be deceived, just as even the elect will be deceived uh, in the end time, as Jesus forewarns us about. So... I would like to see churches teach, as you say, the whole Bible and to teach uh, prehistory and prophecy. And so few of them do and teach it in context with everything that's written in the Bible. And that's why what we're doing is so important, in my opinion, Gary, being, you know, just being on the front lines. Like I am just the guy next door and I have the reputation for just asking questions and just being persistent. I want to hold this conversation. I want to hear both ends of the spectrum. I, I don't even want to try to keep the people out that I would disagree with. Not that I disagree with a lot of the people I interview, but th there's certain things on the show I've heard that I that doesn't settle the best with me. And, and the more I thought about it, I said, the power of the resurrection is why any of us are even here in this Christian ballpark, this field that we're trying to operate on in the first place, the victory of the cross, what Christ did. Um, the mission is accomplished. And I guess my last little note on this um, short micro episode here would be the enemy is defeated. It, it, he's been conquered. It's like we won the game and there's going to be an exit off the field, but he's still, he's still here. Well, again, if we taught, if the, if the church leaders would teach the whole Bible, they would talk about in context that the book of life was written from before creation. 
So yes, wow. Jesus has had his resurrection, but for the fulfillment of the numbers of the Gentiles and the fulfillment of the names written in the book of life to have the opportunity to keep it there versus being rubbed out is the time that's been provided by God to fulfill that. And so the end time will happen at the ordained time because everything has a timetable to fulfill everything that was thought about from the beginning. The power of the cross and what Christ accomplished on it, the good news is far superior to the feeble works of darkness. Cling to the cross and remember the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But that's not us. Gary, thanks for being here on this mini short series, man. Thank you. Share this little mini episode. I know that you guys like them. We've gotten great feedback this far. And this is only the fourth mini episode of many. And stay tuned for these longer episodes that you guys have been used to over these last few years because they're not going anywhere either. Coming to you from southeastern Pennsylvania, God bless America. Goodbye.